investigative journalist Molly Barrows. For years, I've covered the stories that made headlines in Northwest Florida and all along the Gulf Coast. Murders. Missing persons. And mysteries of all kinds. These cases are far from over for many victims because the full story has yet to surface. Join me for Gulf Coast Confidential, where I dive into the saltier side of the South and expose the lies, greed, and corruption that often weighs down the truth. It's time to turn the tide and get a shot at justice. Hi, I'm Molly Barrows, a longtime reporter in Florida's Panhandle, and welcome to my investigative series, Gulf Coast Confidential, where we dive into the saltier stories that surface in Northwest Florida and all along the Gulf of Mexico. My co-host is Pam Hill. Pam, thank you for joining me as always. Thank you for having me, Molly. Absolutely. And uh, for those who aren't familiar, Pam's sister was killed by her son, Pam's nephew, on Christmas Eve of 2013. She's also a pharmacist, and as a result of these horrific experiences, she's agreed and loneliness researcher, so she brings a unique perspective on a lot of the cases that we cover on Gulf Coast Confidential. And in this episode called Pow Pow Popcorn Murder, we're talking about a case involving an ex-cop who shot and killed a Gulf Coast man who threw popcorn in his face after the two argued over texting in the theater. I tell you what, that is the craziest thing to me, Pam. I mean, here we are, something to kill over right here. The lightest snack in the world. I mean, popcorn. A little bit of popcorn. It's amazing what people, what makes people angry. And here we are again with conflict resolution that people just don't know how to do it. No, you're exactly right. And uh, and people are dying for a lot of bizarre mm-hmm. reasons. And if you're not familiar with this particular case, here's a brief outline. Curtis Reeves and his wife Vivian and Chad Olson and his wife Nicole had attended a showing of Lone Survivor at the Cobb Theater near Tampa, Florida on January 13, 2014. Olson was checking text messages from his 22-month-old daughter's daycare during the previews, all according to investigators. Well, Reeves, who is a police captain, a retired police captain in the Tampa area, said he was bothered by Olson's phone and asked him to turn it off, which led to an argument. Reeves left the theater to alert a manager, but the argument escalated when he got back to a seat. Surveillance footage showed Olsen throwing popcorn in Reeves's face, and then the former SWAT captain took a semi-automatic handgun and opened fire. Olsen was killed, and his wife was also shot in the finger as she had her hand on her husband's chest to hold him back during the confrontation. So, Pam, this is just horrific. I mean, you, you don't, nobody wants to get into a fight with someone, but you certainly don't expect that sort of an ending. Well, I just can't even, like, I can't even hardly wrap my head around it. I, I said, basically, I think someone was asleep during this whole trial and episode because there's always people that are going to be doing stuff that maybe, especially those of us that are a little bit older, may consider rude, uh, especially when it comes to cell phones because people are always on their phone and the glow or the glimmer may upset somebody behind you because Olsen was here and the Mr. Curtis Reeves was behind him, actually off to the side because his wife was behind um, Chad. So he just didn't like it. He told him to get off his phone and he meant it. And I guess he thought he's kind of the way I take it. This man was kind of a bully, braggadocious. He was used to like, I I said what I said and you're going to do it. Because he told him, he said, if you must know, I'm texting about my child. And and I don't guess that mattered. But we 
I don't know why we think we get to adjust everybody else's behavior. Sure, I see a lot of uh, rude things all the time. Matter of fact, I was at uh, the movies seeing the show Otto about a cranky old man. Tom Hanks is in it, a wonderful movie. And I was sitting up on the very back row, and a man was coming up the stairs with his girlfriend. He stood right in front of me, and he told me, he said, you're in my seat. And I said, I looked at my ticket, and I said, I I don't think so. You know, I was trying to be nice and everything. He said, well, you are. And I said, well, if it means that much to you, I'll just move, but this is my seat. Because I don't want to mix it up with people, because I've seen people on road rage just, you know, or read about it, get out a gun and shoot people. You have to be careful, because there are people that don't have any impulse control. Well, and you would have thought that a, a member of law enforcement would have had impulse control. That's what they're trained to do. Right. Is I would to, think. Like you said, de-escalate a situation. Right. Exactly. But I think it was a, a testosterone test or matching of testosterone or whatever, because uh, Chad, I call him Chad the dad, the Chad Olson basically got up and he just, now, there are different words. I have noticed this in a lot of these cases and the way people report on them. It was a bag of popcorn, and it was Curtis Reeves' popcorn. I think he stood up and went over the chair and flipped or tossed or bumped the popcorn up in his face. Well, to hear Mr. Reeves say it, he threw the pop, he threw it, he pelted him, he hit him with his cell phone, all that. But they interviewed people and they said, no, no cell phone was there that hit him, but there was one on the floor amongst the popcorn. So we have a toss and we have a pelt of popcorn. And a dead man. And a dead man. Because the older man, Mr. Reeves, he said he was scared. I know that's so crazy to me, um, and and I'll you know tell folks a little bit more about this mm-hmm. case because that's exactly what Chad Olson's wife said as well that her husband absolutely did not threaten Reeves before the gun was drawn. Mm-hmm. She said it was just a couple of words, no threats, no harm, um, and that apparently. Reeves was even unaware that the popcorn had hit him until after he opened fire. Mm-hmm. So how could you be scared of something if you're not even aware? It sounds to me like he was just sitting on go. Mm-hmm. He wanted mm-hmm. to pull that trigger. Right. He was, you know, had it with him for a reason. It mm-hmm. sounds like, you know, sometimes I think people had the chip on their shoulder that brings to them the event that they mm-hmm. may particularly mm-hmm. want, even though he denies that he he wanted that and that he, you know, regrets it. But he doesn't think that he has any fault in it, which blows my mind. But I'll right. get to that in a second. Sure. <laughs> But basically, Reeves told media after his trial, and we'll get to that trial in a second, but what was in my mind was either he was trying to hit me or he was trying to come over the seat. Reeves is 79, and Chad Olson was 43 at the mm-hmm. time. Um, and he said, you know, he feels sad, but he said that he felt like he had no choice in what he called a quote-unquote vicious attack. And he says he does not feel like the instigator, which I find hard to believe because it just goes to show how justified people feel, Mm -hmm. especially when they're angry. And and I do feel like there was a sense of entitlement to this man. Who cares if he was texting? Move, go to another seat. Mm -hmm. Whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, Mm -hmm. you know, they tell you when you're, I'm a parent, they tell children, conflict resolution, go sit in the corner. Mm -hmm. No, you don't hit little Tommy. No, you don't hit little Sally. Right. And this guy just forgot the basics of, you know, basic manners and, mm-hmm. and, and just dealing with the public. And right. you would think that a 79-year-old law enforcement member would know better. Right. And he was on the SWAT team, and he he was, he was had gone through many uh, altercations. He never 
fired his gun at anybody when he was on the police force. So you can't tell me all those incidences on the police force never brought him to have to draw his weapon when getting pelted with popcorn did. And I also think about why do you need to carry a gun into the theater? You can't even yell fire in a crowded theater. You know, our theater. So I just don't know what, and if I was that afraid that I couldn't go to the movies without a gun, I would just stay home and watch Netflix. Agreed. Well, it's it's unbelievable enough that you would shoot someone over popcorn being thrown in your face mm-hmm. or really over an argument about texting in the mm-hmm. theater. But what's even more unbelievable to me was the result of this trial. So Reeves okay. was arrested and charged with second-degree murder. He was held under house arrest as his case made its way through the criminal courts. And Reeves, he tried to use Florida's stand-your-ground law. And if you're not familiar with that. Basically, it just says, I was in fear for my life, so I killed someone. I I feel like we already have laws in place that address that. I've Mm -hmm. never been a fan of the stand your ground law. I think there is too much gray area, in my opinion, that makes it so that there isn't enough questioning of why these people use this stand your ground. I mean, you could stand your ground and any situation, if the word is just between you and the dead person, right, exactly. you know, you can say anything you want. So I, I I just have questions with that law in general. But in this case, the judge did not let him use this as a request, and he denied it in 2017. Well, it ended up going to trial, and a jury acquitted, acquitted Reeves on those charges. And even without the stand-your-ground defense, Reeves' attorneys did successfully argue self-defense. They emphasized that an attack on someone over 65 is considered a felony in Florida and that Reeves' actions were, quote, justifiable use of force. Well, as you can imagine, Chad Olson's wife, Nicole, was outraged, and she said the jury just, quote-unquote, flat got it wrong. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to know that even though they tried to make Chad out to be a monster and the aggressor, he was an amazing man, husband, son, brother, friend, and father, she said. Quote, I will not just accept this result lying down. Chad may be gone, but he will never be forgotten, and I will use my voice to try and make sure no one has to experience what myself and my family had to go through. Um, and, of course, Reeves hasn't had any contact, he said, with the Olson family since then. And, and while he feels sadness for them, he also feels sadness for his own family because he says Olson could have prevented this incident. Wow. He said it was something that he had no control over. He's the only one that could have kept it from happening. I, that is just unbelievable to me. And I'll be honest, that just sounds like somebody who who's used to something that he perceives as power in his life, maybe mm-hmm. somehow or another getting older. Maybe he was feeling impotent. Maybe he was mm-hmm. feeling powerless. He needed something that made him feel like a man. Mm-hmm. He needed something to feel strong. And here's a young, virile man who's taking care of his family. Maybe there was just some jealousy, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. just some anger, maybe just some fear at life in general. And maybe his testosterone was mm-hmm. boiling up because he was watching Lone Survivor because mm-hmm. it turns out he was the lone survivor of that yeah, particular definitely. altercation. Mm-hmm. The popcorn toss. Well, and also... When he shot Chad right in the chest, right there, you you know how close seats are in the theater. I mean, does that take any bravado or any kind of skill or talent? No, he murdered someone, in my opinion, right there. And he managed to shoot Chad's wife, Nicole, in the finger. So her hands messed up forever. And he, he was just a bully. This old man was just a bully. Even his wife got up and told him, you can't be shooting your gun in a theater like that. And then basically he, he told him what he said was, people heard him say, toss popcorn in my face. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was, that one thing. And I think... Assaulted I, his manhood or his mm-hmm, perception of his right, manhood. Right. But I don't understand. I see people all the time talking so disrespectfully to each other, especially if you're in retail. I see people at 
restaurants. I see people in stores. I have to deal with it sometimes at work. And people's uh, fuse gets short because we don't have enough workers in places and things like that. I think we all just need to take a breath because when you let live and let live, yes, the man was being rude. He was on his phone. He didn't need to have to check with everybody in the world. People don't check what their manners are. Your manners are yours. But that doesn't mean, like I said, there's a lot of things that people do in the movies I don't like, but I just really don't feel the need or desire to have to go correct everybody. What an exhausting life. I know, and it's so dangerous as well, because like you said, there's just no room for error. Mm -mm. If you're in a bad mood, or if you don't like the way somebody's talking to you in any given Mm -hmm. situation, or the way somebody He's driving, for example. Oh, yeah. You never know. I mean, mm-hmm. one mistake, one, you know, losing your temper moment, and you could get die for it. I mm-hmm. was just reading an article about a 16-year-old girl or 17-year-old girl who was shot to death in Texas because it was 1 o'clock in the morning. She and her boyfriend and a friend of theirs were driving to the coast to watch the sunrise. And uh, and and she there was an accident on the interstate, and she changed lanes quickly in order to avoid this accident, mm-hmm. and accidentally inadvertently cut off a truck, according to witnesses. And the driver of the truck sped up so he could get next to her, and he shot into the car, and he shot her right into the heart. Oh my goodness! And she stayed alive long enough to pull her car over to the side of the road so that she didn't cause further accidents or injuries on the interstate. And the driver took off, and they're still looking for him. Oh my goodness! Goodness. But yeah, I mean, and, and again, I just can't help but feel like people take this too personally, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and I'm not saying that that women aren't capable of these sorts of uh, crimes as well, but the ones that I've been reading about and a little bit of research that I've done about these types of things, you know, um, and, and women are certainly capable and they've certainly been responsible for some crazy, you know, crimes as well mm-hmm. when it comes to road rage. But some of these incidents, it is these men who are armed mm-hmm. and it's like it's an assault on their manhood, you know, <laughs> cutting him off. He took it personally enough where he was like, well, I'm going to show her Mm -hmm. just like this retired SWAT captain decides he's going to show this father. How dare you not listen to me? How dare you continue to text when I told you not to? Mm -hmm. It's not so much about the act as they just take it so personally as some sort of assault. And and I tell my daughter, even though she's not young enough to drive, I'm like, when you get old enough to drive, just remember, you never know. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's just easier to let something go. Right. And I mean, sometimes that's easier advice. That's the advice that's easier to uh, to give than to take. Right. But you know, it's safer to let something go. And in that poor girl's case, in the Texas case, like she didn't even have a choice. She didn't even mean to do what she did to that guy. She was trying to avoid an accident. And and I have, can't help but think maybe there was some, you know, perhaps that guy had something in his system. Yeah. That or maybe altered his judgment. Yeah. Or maybe just like you said, had a chip on his shoulder. And driving is one of the things that I see people. They get so angry over little things. I mean. I mean, just think about it. When you're walking somewhere, somebody steps in front of you. We don't go do through all that stuff that people go through when they're driving. We're all just people. And I don't I don't understand why certain people have self-appointed to correct everybody. It, it is just the it, it's so unattractive to me. Well, and I have a lot of questions about this particular trial. I'm curious about the makeup of the jury mm-hmm. because I, I, you know, part of me is like, were they older? Do they mm-hmm. s- do they share this man's fear of aging? This fear of 
you know, because when I hear about that, that it's a felony to attack a person who's 65 and older. So were there a lot of people in the jury that were 65 mm-hmm. and older or they just, you know, a lot of times in these cases, it, it is that they're trying to follow the letter of the law. And maybe in the news coverage, they don't exactly spell out what the letter of the law is and exactly what jurors are trying to determine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe in their mind, they were following the law. And according to the law, popcorn in his face was an assault on a 65 year old. Mm-hmm. And then by default, that justifies, you know, justifiable use of force. But I would think that, that would absolutely not. That's, that certainly doesn't pass a common sense test. Mm-mm. It doesn't pass this thing of like, he wasn't hurt. Mm-mm. And apparently, according to, you know, the victim's wife, he didn't even realize that he had popcorn in his face or him himself. Mm-hmm. He said he didn't even realize that it was popcorn until after he'd shot it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, d- I don't understand it at all, except that I think he said, I told you what to do and you better do. Yeah. You know, and that's a personality flaw. And I also think that he, well, I know, he came into court every day on a little cane and, you know, acting like he's he's 71 when he did it. He's 79 when the trial happened. And he is just a cantankerous man. And keep in mind, he is a policeman. Mm -hmm. He was decorated. He was SWAT team. He's had 27 years. He knows how to testify. He knows how to answer the questions to minimize them and seem like I'm just wholesome over here. Mm -hmm. He hurt me with popcorn. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. I wouldn't I would be too embarrassed to say something like that. First of all, I, I I don't carry weapons, you mm-hmm. know, and right. n- nothing wrong with people who do, but that's not, I, I don't want to. I've seen mm-hmm. too many close calls, mm-hmm. you know, for people that do have them when they do make bad decisions and bad judgment calls, and then there's no coming back from something like that. But I just don't detect any remorse in this guy. He yeah. feels sadness. Mm-hmm. No, well, why are you doing all these interviews and talking about how much you were the victim? Mm-hmm. Me thinks you protest too much. Yeah. Me thinks you're enjoying the attention a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think most people, when they hear the whole story, go, that's incredulous. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot even believe that. But he said he had faith in our system. And, I mean, basically, he had eight years of house arrest in his own house. I mean, there's other things that probably would have been nicer or better. But he didn't. Ha- he had eight years where he didn't have to go to jail or anything. And Chad is still dead. And when the jury, uh, basically, he was not guilty, found not guilty, the very next day his daughter was getting married. So he was able to walk her down the aisle, which made him happy. But, you know, what makes me very sad is Chad's little, what, 11- or 12-year-old girl doesn't have a father anymore, and he won't get to walk her down the aisle. Right. That'll never be an option for her. Mm -mm. Well, what are your takeaways from this case, Pam? I just think when... When we know somebody has a bad temper, like the wife knows her husband has a bad temper, and he he was able to contain himself all through the time of being a policeman during all those episodes and everything, I think certain people, just like when people get too old to drive, they don't need keys. And if if he's that scared of everybody and going to remedy his uh, fear with a loaded weapon, I don't think he should have a gun. And so I think a lot of people that know that how their temper is or something avoid certain places. It's not for everybody else to scrape and bow and say, how do you want me to act? That's Because you got all excited about Lone Survivor and yeah, texting. Yeah, or you're just mad at the world. Mm-hmm. Or you're mad because you're old. And a lot, of people are, a lot of people are hurting. I get that. But it's nobody else's fault. We just won't take 
responsibility for ourselves sometimes. It's everybody else's fault. It's society. It's that step that's too high. And I, I believe in accommodating people. But yeah, I, I don't believe in accommodating people with the uh, bad temper and that we all have to run and hide because Curtis Reeves is mad. Right. I agree. That was a, a, a fatal mistake on his mm-hmm. part. What was wrong with just settling it? If he felt in danger, what was wrong with settling it with his fist? Yeah, I know. He well, wanted mm-hmm. to fire his weapon. Mm-hmm. It made him feel good to shoot that mm-hmm. man, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's the way it comes right. across. Put popcorn, throw popcorn in my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my heart definitely goes out to Chad's wife and his daughter. And it is a shame that he won't be there to walk her down the aisle. But I guess Captain Reeves can certainly, Mm -hmm. you know, thank the system for allowing him the opportunity to to go walk his daughter down Mm -hmm. the aisle. And to your point, that would be my takeaway. You know, if you can't take responsibility for yourself, why do you expect others to take responsibility Mm -hmm. for you? Stay at home and watch a movie if you can't control yourself any better. If you're that scared, why bring a gun into a theater? Yeah. Over popcorn. I agree. All right. Well, Pam, thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you for joining us. That's it for Pow Pow Popcorn Murder. Thank you for joining us for this episode on Gulf Coast Confidential. I'm your host, writer, and producer, Molly Barrows, with co-host and researcher, Pam Hill. And a big thanks, as always, to director, editor, and production engineer, James Roy. You can listen to more of our Gulf Coast Confidential episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And you can also watch on the Gulf Coast Confidential YouTube channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.